Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams again. It's uh, March the 7th, 2015. And we're going to do part three of analyzing Schofield. We're now in the section called A Final Word. And it looks like this is going to zip for up here real fast. Sorry for the delay. Um, Write quite a bit in the second part, and it uh, still zipping up there. Let's see. Okay, it looks like it must be from the same gentleman from this previous uh, part two with, with over Schofield notes answered by Charles Gilbert Weston, and uh, must be his same comments. He must be the one commenting on this. Uh, a final word section. So, anyways. We'll see what he has to say. It was, I imagine, any of those who attempted to listen to part two, I imagine it was quite challenging, and I don't blame you if it was hard for you to get through it. Hopefully it'll get a little easier as we go on here. And hopefully I feel good enough to do this. certainly want to do it. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to skip the headlines from Yahoo.com and just go right into this because there's plenty of things to be to think about this section as it's uh, uh, in itself. Um, and the only thing I would like to remind you once again is that in September, the biblical historical Antichrist, Pope Francis, is coming to address by. A joint session to Congress and also the UN. And does he have any business doing that? Should he have any business doing that? If we are a country that really believes in separation of church and state, if we call ourselves a Christian nation, um, I don't know if people can recognize the hypocrisy of actually having the Pope come to address this country. Or whatever it's worth to you, it means an awful lot to me. Anyways, here we go. There are many more errors in Schofield's notes. He was untaught in the scriptures before being converted. He was pushed forward and licensed to preach in three years. 
He pastored and traveled for the Missionary Society and was very busy for years. But in 1901, he told uh, he was thinking of producing a reference Bible. In 1904, he made a trip to England to the birthplace of John Darby's dispensationalism for research in 1909. The Bible was put on the market with advertising uh, Puff Extraordinaire. It was swelled by the evangelical world in many Bible schools. It was an absolute impossibility for one man to do the study and research necessary to annotate a whole Bible in seven or eight years. He had to use other men's material notes and the notes indicate that he must have used work from John Nelson Darby, James Brooks, and J.R. Graves, whose beliefs are similarly close to the Plymouth Brethren. We have his own statement in the letter he wrote to uh, Gabillion, quote, by all means, follow your own views of prophetic analysis. I sit at your feet when it comes to prophecy and congratulate in advance the, f- the future readers of my Bible on having their hands in safe, clear, and sane guide through what to most is a labyrinth. End quote. It is noticeable that he avoids notes on subjects where his personal life did not square with the scriptures. His followers have a picnic using the captive promises or captivity promises of the prophets to bring Israel back to Palestine which is a suggestion that seems to have some very strong rele- uh, relevance to the fact that they used men's like uh, Schofield's teachings uh, that are also Darby, Brooks, and Gray's teachings to justify the creation of the state of Israel. And okay, so once again, followers have a picnic using the captivity promises of the prophets to bring Israel back to Palestine now being fulfilled before your eyes. They ignore Isaiah 10:22 verses uh, 22 and 23, 65, 1 through 15, Galatians 4:21 through 30, and deny the words of Jesus, uh, Matthew 8, um, 10 through 12, Luke 13, 24 through 29, etc. So let's read some of these verses that he quotes. In Isaiah 10, verses 22 and 23, it says, For though my people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. 
and con- consumption decreed uh, shall overflow with righteousness. For the Lord God of hosts shall make the consumption and even determine in the midst of all the land. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 65. Kind of a big book, isn't it? 65, 1 through 15. I am sought of them that asked not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, Behold me, behold me, unto a nation that was not called by my name. I have spread out my hands all the days unto a rebellious people which walketh in a way that was not good after their own thoughts, a people that provoked me to anger continually to my face, that sacrificeth in gardens and burned incense unto altars of brick, which remain among the graves and lodged in the monuments which eat swine's flesh and broth of abominable things is in their vessels, which say, Stand by thyself, come not near to me, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will recompense, even recompense into their bosom. Their iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, saith the Lord, which hath burned incense upon the mountains and blessed me upon the hills. Therefore will I measure their former work into their bosom. Thus saith the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cloister, one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I I may not destroy them all. I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob, out of Judah, and an inheritor of my mountains, mine elect, shall inherit all, inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. And Sharon shall be a fold of flocks in the valley of a chore, a place for the herds to lie down in, my people that have sought me. But ye are they that forsake the Lord, that forget my holy mountain, that prepare the table for the that troop, that and that furnish the trick offering unto that number. Therefore will I number you 
to the sword, and ye shall all bow down to the slaughter, because when I called, ye did not answer, and when I spake, ye did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and did choose that which that wherein I delight not. Excuse me. Therefore, thus saith the Lord: Behold, my servant shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart. But ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and shall howl for vexation of spirit. And ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the Lord God shall slay thee, and call his servants by another name. Okay. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians, where are you? Okay. Almost there. Galatians 4. 22, 1 through 30. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by the bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are all allegory? For these are two are the two covenants. The one from the Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai of Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren that bearest not, Break forth and cry, thou that travelest not, or travaileth not, for the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an, an husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of, the, of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him, that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what saith the Scriptures? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son 
of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. And then we go to Matthew 8, 10 through 12. Okay, almost there. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have found, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Luke 13. Okay. Almost there. Twelve, thirteen, twenty-four, and twenty-nine. I'm not going to do this all the way through this reading. I just figured it would be a little bit here. <clears throat> and it says here, Strive to enter in at the straight gate for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Then once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door, ye begin to stand without, to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk, in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, when ye shall see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. You yourself trust not. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> I love the Jewish people and deeply desire to see them accept Jesus as their Messiah and be born in his kingdom, but I cannot go beyond scripture in showing the future of Antichrist Israel as a nation. I feel that this dispensational teaching is giving them false hope and holding to it. They could lose everything as their ancestors did in A.D. 70. Charles Gilbert Weston. And Daniel 70th week by Charles Gilbert Weston. Taken from cassette tapes and notes from Weston Study Bible by Emma Moore Weston. Daniel's mind was troubled and his soul shaken by what he read in the scrolls of Jeremiah 
the prophet Jeremiah prophesied a return from their 70 years captivity in Babylon. That was good, but there were other terrible prophecies that he did not understand. God said that he would visit them to perform his good work towards them and causing them to return from all nations where he had driven them and give them an accepted, ex expected end. But Jeremiah saw two baskets of, of figs, some very good and some so bad that they could not be eaten. These represent people. People, excuse me, God would give the good figs a heart to know him, Jeremiah 24-7, and they would be his people, and he would be their God, for they would return to him with all their heart. But the bad figs would be removed to all the kingdoms of the earth to be a reproach and a proverb, a taunt and a curse in all the places where he would send them. Jeremiah took a bad vessel out and broke it before the elders of the people, so it was beyond repair, and told them that God would do just that to this people and city. Jeremiah 24, 8. Daniel put on sackcloth and ashes and gave himself by prayer and fasting to seek God. In deep distress and repentance, he prayed. Quote, then Gabriel was caused to fly swiftly and touched me about the time of the evening oblation and informed me. Now, Daniel, I have come to give thee skill and understanding. Now, therefore, understand the matter and consider the vessel. I have come to show thee and give thee understanding. Daniel 9, 21-23. What matter? Question. What vision? Question. Mark. The vision that Jeremiah gave him of what was to take place when the Messiah would come. And it says, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, and the holy city is to finish the transgressions, to make end of sin, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the hidden prophecy and to anoint the most holy from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem unto Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks and three scores and two weeks the street shall be built again and then the wall even in troublous times Daniel 9 24 and 25. A day for a year is the proper method of interpretation for the time measure present here. In these verses, the calculated days equal 483 years. In the 
first seven weeks of years, 49 years, they had a job to do in rebuilding the city. Who could ask for anything more specific? Now they can know when he is coming and have time to prepare. The scholars knew it was time for for Messiah to come when the rumors went through the land that angels had announced his coming at the birth of Jesus. They had 30 more years to wait before Jesus walked down to the Jordan to be baptized. As he went up out of the water, they saw a dove descend on him, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased, Matthew 3.17. This was the end of the 69th week, which uh, fills the 483 years before Messiah should come. It is marked by the end of the time and by the special name, the Prince. The Father identified him as David, Strong's, or Strong's, number 1723, the Hebrew form of the English, the Beloved. The literal Greek is, Thy is my son, the Beloved that is the prophesied David. Psalms 89.3 and 26 through and 26 and verses 26 through 37. Isaiah 55 verses 3 and 4 and it looks like Jeremiah 35 through 9 uh, it looks like Ezekiel 34 verses 23 uh, and then Ezekiel 37 verse 24, so that's Hosea 3, 5, and I believe that's Ephesians 1, 6, Colossians 1, 13. God was publicly identified and gave witness to Messiah King explicitly as his elect prince of David's line. After three scores and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. The people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end shall be with a flood to the end of the world. War, excuse me, not world. War desolations shall be determined. Daniel uh, 9, 24 through 27. The prince to come to destroy is a parenthetical statement, for it does not fit into the things that were to be done in the 70th week. He, He shall confirm the covenant for many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifices and oblations to cease and for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation. 
This 27th verse in Daniel 9 has been wrongly interpreted. He shall confirm the covenant with many. Some say the Antichrist will make a treaty with the Israelis to bring peace in the Middle East. He breaks the covenant in the midst of the week, and then he ha- we have the great tribulation. That isn't what it says. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Confirm means to prevail. It is a military word. One side wins over the other side. He causes the covenant to prevail for seven years. What covenant? Well, the Antichrist comes and he makes the covenant. That's in quotes. Where did they get the Antichrist? Jeremiah says nothing about the Antichrist. A new covenant is to be made with Israel by Messiah the Prince and he forgives their sins and writes his word in their hearts. In the, it is the new covenant. It is Messiah who makes it. All time and eternity hang upon the seven-year visitation, 70 year, weeks of years, 490 years, are determined to accomplish the six prophecies, not one of which was done in the 69th weeks, in the 69 weeks, 483 years. All six prophecies are fulfilled in the 70th week. If the 70th week is postponed, then all awaits to be fulfilled. Then the 70, then the 70 means nothing, and Calvary and Pentecost. See Daniel 9:24. One week of 70 years contains fulfillment of the objective stated. First. To finish the transgressions, finish Kala, K-A-L-A, Strong's 3607 Hebrew, restricted, hold back to restrain sin, start with the work of John, starts with the work of John the Baptist. I believe it's Malachi 4. Verses 5 through 6, and I believe John 1, 23. Uh, Is that John? Maybe it was John. Not John. Anyways. Maybe I should look that up real fast so I don't misstate something. Yes, yeah, must be John. And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. Okay. Two, to make an end of sins. Chatham. C H A T H A M. Strong's. 
2856 Hebrew. Seal up, fill up, referring to Matthew 23, uh, 13 through 36. And it's at 1 Thessalonians 2, 15 through 16. And Romans 9, 22 through 29. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of all of us. Uh, Isaiah 53, 6b. And why don't we read Matthew 23, 13-36. And that's a long read, but what the heck. Okay, Matthew 23. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye uh, shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the great greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass the seed in the land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the children of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple, that sanctify the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is unto it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift, Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it, and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heaven, sweareth by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye have done, and not to leave the others undone. Ye blind guides, which strain at a net and swallow at a camel, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of exhortation and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, and that outside of them may be cleansed also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for ye are like unto whitened sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness or uncleansedness. Excuse me. Even 
so they also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, <clears throat> because ye build a t- build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, ye be witness unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up, then, the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them ye shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, that unto you may come all righteous blood shed upon the earth for the blood of right of the righteous able unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Bar whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come unto this generation. And then we go to First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians to I'm reading this right. Okay. Fifteen and sixteen. Who both killed the Lord Jesus Christ and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they please not God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved to fill up their sins always for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. And then Romans 9. Romans nine twenty two through twenty nine, and then I get back to reading the book. Okay. What if God willing? Am I okay? What if God willing to show His wrath, to make His power known, endured with much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that He might make known the riches? of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. Okay. As he saith also in O.C., I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, 
ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Uh, Isaiah also cries concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon, upon the earth. And Isaiah said before, except the Lord of the Sabbath had left us a seed, we had been as Sodoma and been made like unto Gomorrah. And it says here, point three, uh, concerning uh, the fulfillment uh, of Daniel 70th week, to make reconciliation for iniquities. Kaffer, A K A P H A R Strom's thirty seven twenty two Hebrews C John three fifteen and seventeen Romans five eight uh, through eleven second Corinthians Colossians five seventeen twenty one and Hebrews ten five seven verses five through seventeen and then Hebrews seven verses 18 and 19, and Hebrews 8, 6 to 13. Reconciliation as um, Ezekiel 45, 15, 17, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. To bring everlasting righteousness as Isaiah 51, 5, 8, Romans 3, 21, and, verses 20, and verse 26, uh, Philippians 3, 7 through 11, first, uh, I think it's Colossians, um, 1, 30, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, to declare his righteousness, Roman, uh, Romans 3, 26, to seal up the vision and prophecy, Chatham, or Chatham, once again, C-H-A-T-H-A-M, uh, Matthew 5, 17-18, Ephesians 1, 9-13, 2 Colossians 1, 18-20, uh, uh, is that Colossians? Uh, and then this is Colossians here. And then um, 1 John, and then I've got a little stumbled here. Is that Colossians or second? Need a minute here. I have to say something I should have said. Let's look at this again. Oh, that's not Colossians. That's Corinthians. So it's second Corinthians one eighteen to twenty. Then it's Colossians one uh, verses twelve to twenty three, two two eight through seventeen, and First John five ten through twelve, and. First John four sixteen and Galatians one eight through twelve, and the next point: to anoint the most holy after Matthew three uh, thirteen through seventeen and, and Hebrew two nine and, three, and six nine and ten came the anointing in Acts uh, two twenty two through thirty six and uh, verse. 
this is here, verse 33 in particular, I guess. This is pictured in beautiful type in the anointing of Solomon, 1 Kings 1, verses 32 to 40, within First um, Chronicles uh, uh, 28, 1, 29, 22 to 23. Yet, I have set anointed my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Uh, Psalms 2, 6, uh, Isaiah 28, 16, with 1 Peter 2, 4 through 6, Acts 4, 11, Acts 13, 32 through 39, Revelations 2, 26 and 27, Hebrews 12, 22 through 28, and uh, I believe first, first Timothy 16, uh, 15 through 16. This week is the dawn of the Son of Righteousness. The focal point of the covenant of promise, the typology of the prophecy. And it has a whole bunch of verses here. And, um, I, don't want to, I don't want to say them all, but you certainly can look at the um, look at yourself, up yourself. Uh, this one week is the historical, chronological, moral, and redemptive fulcrum of all the ages of human race of the human race. All events of Daniel nine twenty four occur twenty four, excuse me, occurred in the seventieth week after the sixty ninth week with no break. Study Jeremiah uh, chapter twenty nine and thirty to thirty where these events are foretold about which Daniel inquired. Hmm. Interesting read. Maybe that's what we will do later on today. I don't know. He shall make a covenant to prevail for one week. Gabriel was speaking of the prophecy in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 37. Not just any, but the covenant, a new one with God's law written in their hearts. He will forgive their iniquities and remember their sins no more. Daniel Daniel 9 uh, looks like it's saying here, verse 21, either through 27 or 27. Why not? Once the Messiah came, he was given one prophetic week of seven years to see it through. At the end of the 69th week, God publicly identified Messiah, the Prince, Matthew 3, 13 through 17, the 69th week, the 7 plus 3 scores and 2, began in 457 B.C. That's an important year to remember. 57, excuse me, 457 B.C. 457 B.C. 457 B.C. 457 B.C. With a decree of art tax Ex, I never can say this man's name. Art Taxerses. Anyway, A R T A X E R S E S. Ezra 7 11 through 13. Let me see something. Maybe we can go over there. Maybe it might help me to pronounce this. 
with your name. Because I always have a hard time with that name. Uh huh. Seven ninety. Okay, Ezra. Let's see why we're going there. Let's find out why we're going there. I don't know. We'll find out, though. Eleven through thirteen, and now this is the copy of the letter to the king, Art. Uh, I don't know if this is going to help me anymore. Art, Zer, Zerzes, Artis, and I know I'm not saying that name right. And I wish sometimes for somebody would help me out, but it seems like no one can pay is is there so I'm doing this on my own. Arta Circes. I think that's what his name. Arta Circes. Okay. Gave unto Isra the prince, the scribes, and even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord, of his statues to Israel. Arta Circes King of kings, uh, unto Ezra the priest, cry the law of God of the heaven, perfect peace. At such time I made a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and the Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will, to go up to Jerusalem and go with to you. Anyways, we're fulfilled in AD 27, 460, excuse me, 483 years later in Luke 3. We go there. Thank goodness the Gospels is not quite as challenging as the Old Testament, but still, obviously, we need to, I'm learning that we need to study it all. And thank goodness is somebody who studied this thing for now for 60 plus years that this gentleman said comes to the, the same conclusion that I have figured out early on that it's a lifetime process of understanding this book and uh, you know anyone who somehow you know been kind of studying it for a year year and a half cannot possibly say qualitatively that they understand the book period, without putting some real effort and time into it, which I obviously God has designed it that way for uh, a wise reason. Okay, anyways, it says here in Luke 3, 22 and 23, the Holy Ghost descended uh, in a bodily shape like a dove unto him. The voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and there I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli.
So once again, we see, let's read this sentence again. At the end of the 69th week, God publicly identified Messiah the Prince. 69 weeks, 7, seven plus 3 scores 2 began in 457 B.C. with the decree of Arta, uh, Arta Xerxes. <laughs> Circes, Arta Circes, something like that. And I know I'm not saying that right. I've heard people say it differently, and I'm just not saying it right. And were fulfilled in AD 27, uh, 483 years later. The new covenant is to be confirmed for seven years. The seven years began at AD 27 and ended in AD 34 three and a half years of the Christ earthly ministry and then Calvary Israel betrayed and crucified her king in the midst of the week he was caught off but not for himself for the transgressions of my people was he stricken Isaiah 53 8 and then there were three and a half years of Christ's ministry exclusively to the Jews from his throne by the Holy Spirit, thus ended the 490 years. And I mentioned not talking about the stoning of Stephen. Some people read the prophecies that were given during the captivities about their return as if they should now be brought back to Israel. They take those promises and say, You see, God said, he is going to bring them back, and they are coming now, coming back now. And that is not the way to handle Scripture. You have to take the context and their point of view. God says that the end of the captivity in Babylon is when the promises are to be fulfilled, not in A.D. 20th century. Quote, I know the thoughts I think. I think towards you, saith Jehovah. Then shall they call upon me, and they shall go and pray unto me, and I shall, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will gather you from all nations, places. Where I have, where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away captive. Jer, uh, Jeremiah uh, twenty nine eleven through fourteen. The context shows he is talking about the remnant who would serve him. From the verses seventeen and nineteen, the word to be to the ungodly majority is, Behold, I will send unto them a sword of the famine and the pestilence, and I will make them like vile figs that cannot be eaten, so they are, are so evil, and I will deliver them to be removed to all the nations of the earth, and will make them a curse and an astonishment and a hissing and a reproach among all nations uh, where they are driven, because they... I have not hearkened to my words, saith the Lord. Two things are involved here. One, the destruction of the apostate group. Two, Jacob's trouble. 
God offers them no hope whatever. Salvation of Jacob out of it. Uh, that's the remnant which became the Church of Jesus Christ, the ones that sought and found the Lord. See uh, Romans 21-29. Yeah, which makes you think again about Jacob's travel if somehow it was just the 40 years up to 70 AD, or if it's still going on to this day with the Jews. Just a thought. Almost... The great work of God in Christ Jesus in seven years' visitation was when God and person came down from the ivory palaces into a world of woe, took upon him the farm of a servant, humbled himself, and became obedient unto death to bring the new covenant for all mankind. It is the greatest thing that ever happened in time or eternity, nothing could be greater. That is the covenant it is talking about. It is explaining Jeremiah and the vision and hopes that laid before the children of Israel upon their return to the land and ordered to be there to receive the Messiah at the end of the 69th week, in spite of the fact that he was meek and lowly and coming to his people, offering salvation, peace, love, and a new... And I think it, it says now life, but I think it means new life. They should be received. They would not receive him, but rejected, condemned, crucified him. The reception of God got from mankind was beyond understanding. The prophet said he came to set judgment in the earth and bring light to the Gentiles. He would not fail or be discouraged until he had accomplished his mission, and that agrees with the comment that he would cause the covenant to prevail. It is a warfare with all hell set against God in the flesh to destroy him and try to break this plan of God from the salvation of mankind, in spite of everything the devil could do against him, he was not discouraged. He went all the way to Calvary and down to hell and took captive, took captivity captive and is seated in the right hand of God, having wrought eternal salvation for us. He purged our sins and became the mediator of the new covenant. He had brought the, had brought the covenant. A wonderful thing. The Messiah is men mentioned in the 24th verse explicitly as fulfilling the law and as sealing up the prophecies and as being anointed and bringing reconciliation for sin, salvation, everlasting righteousness. He shall confirm the covenant with many, verse 27. Why not the whole nation? The nation as a whole rejected him and his covenant, yet he was able to make it prevail for seven years with many. What Jesus began to do and to teach took him as far as Calvary and the resurrection. After that, he poured out the Holy Spirit 
on the believers at Pentecost. Then he ministered for from his throne through his followers for three and a half years until Stephen was stoned. The church scattered and the gospel was taken to the Gentiles. It was the fulfillment of Daniel 9.27. Christ confirmed the covenant and caused the sacrifice and oblations to cease. Hebrews 10, 1 through 14, especially verse 9. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. The new covenant would not would not be confirmed except by taking away the old Mosaic covenant. It had to be done by the crucifixion of the Messiah. He took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross in the midst of the week, and that did away with his sacrifice and the oblations. When the veil was rent in twain in the temple, the fulfillment was absolutely precise. It had to be done in that week. After the introduction of the Messiah at the Jordan, when God identified him for exactly who he was, he was to make the covenant prevail for seven years, and that he did precisely that he did precisely. Some teachers put the fulfillment at the end of the age, and then they go to Thessalonians to, and find the Antichrist and bring him back to Daniel 9. Isn't that marvelous? Uh, and wickedly marvelous. How can you break the 70th week off and put it at the end of the age when God fulfilled it then? The idea was first suggested by Francisco Ribera, a Jesuit priest of Salamansa, who about AD fifteen eighty five published a commentary on Babylon and the Antichrist that taught that Daniel's seventieth week was in the future. Ribera put a big rubber band on the seventieth week and extended it to the end of the age. His purpose was to counter the Protestant Reformation and to set aside the Protestant teaching of the time that the papacy was the Antichrist. Could this be the people that now we look at the Jesuits, we look at Roman Catholics, had a hierarchy church, hierarchical church, the Counter-Reformation, and were they in the end somehow financing a guy like Schofield? An un, a hidden hand that helped him all the way along. Something to think about. At least I suggest. He put the first chapters of Revelation in the first century. The rest he put in a three-and-a-half-year period at the end of time, a Jewish temple would be built. Now we know why the state of Israel was created, not because it's biblical, but because it is necessary for the apostate interpretation, Catholic apostate interpretation of the Bible, and necessity of the phony, fake, counterfeit 
Daniel's 70th week. There for a full million of it. In denial, once again, a fine example. Anybody that says that is denying that Jesus came in the flesh, whether they realize it or not. Thinking that it's going to happen in the end of times, saying Daniel's 70th week will happen in the end of times when Jesus himself, of, uh, from the beginning to the midst of the week, then finally being fulfilled through stunning uh, Stephen, was fulfilled, what, almost 2,000 years now, folks, ago. And unfortunately, a bozo like me has been, well, I, I don't know. Why do you, God use a bozo like me to try to share this with people? I guess because nobody else is willing to do it at this point, or hardly anybody is. The rest he put in a three and a half year period at the end of time, the Jewish temple will be rebuilt by an antichrist. Of course, it's going to be a Jew, by the way, and of course, financed by the Roman Empire and the papacy. To think about who would deny Christ, pretend to be God, and conquer the world, imagination is a wonderful thing, except when it's used by the Jesuits. Anyways, I just added that, by the way. Clarence Larkin has admitted that the material he got from his prophetic chart came from Francisco Rivera. Thousands of sincere ministers have used these charts, and not dreaming what the facts presented come from or for what purpose they were intended. The damage Riberia did to Christian to the Christian church with this concocted teaching is beyond calculation. And not just him, but they're now going back to guys like Schofield, Darby, Brooks, Graves, these guys who are Willing participants. What made them willing participants? Well, because they're Catholic affiliations, for one thing, obviously. And then I guess there's probably the Freemasonry connection, too, and all of it. The 70th week has followed the 69th week, three and a half years until he was cut off then the rest of the week. Um, I think I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to finish this uh, paragraph before I stop, and then we'll go back to it. Uh, still got a, at least another part to go. i give myself a little break, a half an hour break or so. In fact, I really do want to get this done today. For I really would like to have this completed. I mean, it's important enough that I feel that it needs to be completed. So, The 70th week has followed the 69th. Three and a half years until he was cut off the rest of the week, he ministered through his servants from heaven. Judgment waited as God gave Israel time to repent. They had until eighty seventy before God totally destroyed, completely wiped out the people, and made the country an uninhabited desolation for 50 years. 
And with that, we'll stop for now. I'll be back probably half an hour to an hour to do more. Not to say anybody who's paying attention is it yet, but I hope people who do, uh, you know, uh, can recognize the importance of this study. Probably a more important study than most in the end of the day as far as what I've been doing. It might not be tantalizing, but I hope you download this and send it to other people. If not, for any other reason that they have an opportunity to read this uh, for themselves. So with that, God bless. Take care. Talk to you in a little bit. Oh boy, here we go freezing up again. Okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.